I'm never happier than when we get to discuss why fighting is way more dramatically crazy to watch outside the cage, which means it's time for Verbal Tap. I am your host, Kevin, with me, of course, Raf Esparza, who's been on a mission today. Full disclosure, Raf, I haven't seen John Wick 2. I don't care. Can I talk about it already? 100%. First of all, I know basically what happens. It's about the journey, so I'm pretty excited to go into it no matter what. Can I talk about it now, though? Talk about it. Thank you. Okay. Hello, everyone. Uh, I just want to say I'm very excited. I did not get the opportunity to go see John Wick 2, even wickier, in theaters because of reasons. And it made me sad. So I have been waiting on pins and needles for this thing to be released so that I could spend some time. And, you know, Kevin, what do we know about my work ethic? How many vacation days do I give myself? Not many. You, you, uh, you, you like to work. That's kind of how you relax. You're not much of a sleeper, but this was a shutdown for you where you would watch John wick still Wiccan. Yep. (laughs) The Wiccan was probably a failed opportunity. We're going to come with a lot of uh, two catch lines. Why uh, that they missed out on here. So to John I, to Wick <laughs> would have been <laughs> so I I did this normally I try to like if I watch a movie especially if it's an action film I multitask I do video editing I'll do photo editing I'll do uh, writing you you name it I find things to do for John Wick I stopped and did nothing. And that is a difficult task to do, but it required my full attention, Kevin. Wow. It did it, and it it demands it, I presume. It really does. Because the first one, you have no idea what you're walking into, and quickly it's a web of assassins in a fight with people that govern that type of uh they want they want the assassin services. Not a savory bunch, it turns out. That's basically the plot. And it sounds like that shit is back, and they're trying to kill him again. I know this about the sh- the next one, and I don't even know much. There's a show coming called The Continental. Yes. That could only be good if it were on HBO or Showtime. It'll probably be on Stars. Okay. Which, fine. Perfect. Here's the, it's got to be on something thing. that they can, you know. Here's the real thing I find that's hilarious about it. Whenever I hear The Continental, I think of Christopher Walken playing that like character who talks to the camera directly and is trying to like horn up and like seduce it because that's the name of that sketch. If you've ever seen it, um, it's very funny, but the continental in terms of John wick, it has a whole bunch of unsavory characters who come in and do evil, nefarious things. However, Ian McShane is a fucking badass and he needs to be involved in this show in some way, shape, or form. So that's my only qualm. I have put that out there. But ladies and gentlemen, if you remember the last time I saw a John Wick movie, about two years ago, I spent ten minutes going on about why I thought that movie was amazing. I will give myself five minutes this time. And I just need to bend your ear for a few seconds. Now, I had somebody, and I won't name names, but if you see my Facebook, it's pretty clear. I had somebody say, I won't judge you for this post, Raph. Because I was professing my love for it. And I was saying I don't want to take it back to the red box. And that's just me. I just want to keep my fucking John Wick. And I'll tell you this much, Kevin. I actually dished out the additional 50 cents for a Blu-ray. Why? Because it's a special fucking occasion. Because Keanu trains jujitsu, And that's where we're going to bring this full fold. And you take your message today. Would you like to tell the people... What you sent me lamenting about some of the grappling? I would like you to say it for yourself, please. You sent me a message that said John Wick 2. And it was just, uh-uh, U-H-H, common can invert. I can't. I'm really pissed about that. <laughs> and I guess you went back to watching the I magic. Did. But I like that you took a break to be like, Common's motherfucking trying to barrow and bolo his way off screen, just as a huge FYI. And I didn't even know Common was in it. So that was two great pieces of information. First of all, you should, because Common was in the last one. So not a surprise. What? But- oh, he was in the last one. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. And he didn't die. I just, no. I thought everyone had died from the first one. 
No. In fact, that's the beauty of the John Wick world. You really have to pay attention to figure out who dies. Is Defoe back? I can. I'm not going to confirm or deny anymore. I thought he was definitely killed. Because what I'll tell you is this, guys. I am trying to make this not a spoiler sort of thing. I want you to go enjoy it, feel it for yourself. But I need you to understand something. If you ever hear a spoiler and you're a grown adult and you bitch about it, shut the fuck up right now. You are a grown adult. You know what happens in storytelling? If you hear the end result, there is a little something called synthesis. You build to a climax and it is all part of the aesthetic the vibe, and especially in an action film. If you tell me at the end of an action film, Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to save the day, well, guess what? That's fucking expected. It's an action film. So anyway, but I don't want to take away your enjoyment of John Wick because it's a masterpiece. John Wick 2, so much fun. Now, this person was complaining on my Facebook. They were saying, Raph, I won't judge you for thinking this movie was good. At which point I said, whoa, buddy, you need to lighten the fuck up. Why is that? Because the plot of the first movie was guy has puppy. They kill puppy. Guy goes to get revenge. Guy gets new puppy. That's the first movie. And, and everything else uh, is just action ref, dashed on top of it. Action and art. The scene in the nightclub, hot tub, pool <laughs> lounge, spa. Rave cool. situation <laughs> where he murders a solid 35 to 50 cartel members. As one does at a hot tub pool D- club, Kevin. And we don't even know if he took any civilians. We didn't have time to stop and ask. I mean, I assume <laughs> he might have kept someone in a suit. We know they were firing wild. But mm. that scene, you don't, you don't ask. Who needs plot? He ends up. Physically drowning someone in two inches of water in a sink. And the guy looks like a douchebag. So he totally deserved it. And, Kev, I need to let you know this. Uh, I put up this uh, little nugget I I came to an understanding with. But I said, the prevailing wisdom of John Wick is that the more lit the club you're attending is, the more likely you're going to die. Meaning. If you're at a great club and you're enjoying yourself and you're like, man, this can't get any better. There's fucking operatic singers here. There's amazing fucking hot women all around. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to die. Your odds of dying so high. So keep that in mind when you go out there in club because those are important things to know. Anyway, not important. What is important? Keanu commits. Keanu, and I told Kevin this. You can go back and watch it in John Wick 1, but John Wick 2 especially. So they're showing Keanu doing like all this Brazilian jiu-jitsu training, which amazing. He's one of us. But he also has these really good like hip tosses. So I have a feeling they were implementing a lot of judo to really make some of the transition work toward the like ground actually feel a little bit more uh, pop, have a little bit more heft to them. But it was around that time that I realized the real secret – to Keanu, a.k.a. John Wick's success in this series of movies, is his grips. Now, they tell you to act first, but the most important thing I saw Keanu doing here was he never released the grip after he got the throw. And that is a very advanced sort of thing, Kevin. I'm curious to know, first of all, who he's trained with. Mm-hmm. Second, where this comes from. Do you think they have a, a guy nearby that's like I've always thought about how I'd how I do this <laughs> and comes in because they've done a lot of like here's how Keanu's training beforehand, but well Keanu's a uh, you know I mean the nicest part about him is he commits and when he does show up like when he did the Matrix he did a lot of martial arts training so already a plus to us but he trains with Hegan. So there's a lot of that. But this whole series Where's of creative... Hyperfly? So there's a little bit of that. He did have a Hyperfly on, yes. So he's got good taste as well. But I, I do appreciate this about Keanu, is that when he talks about his team, all the creative people who are putting this movie together, they're not necessarily the world's best screenwriters, but man, do they treat their craft so important. Do they get behind somewhere and say like, okay, fuck the plot, fuck the story. Let's just really concentrate on making this the most artistic 
gun violence you've ever seen. They called it Glock Fu in the last one. That's an awesome name. It is. Now, Kev, here's the uh, the whole thing that I, I appreciate about this. You know, obviously you've got that going on. And you mentioned like, oh, man, what is it that you should do? You know, do these people have these things in mind? I had somebody who I trained with over at Systems Training Center. That would be Rashawn, who we agreed to mutually the next time we roll, uh, come up with what we like to call John Wick transitions. Oh, that's good. It usually involves a spin. Yes. Lots of spins. But he was saying, he goes, it all started with this. He said, uh, also, that submissions are always just to hold people in place long enough to shoot them in the brains. Which, sure, as one does. But I said, bruh, the triangle choke in the first film is beyond epic. Remember, position before mortician. (laughs) Uh, That's good stuff. So... I guess what I'm telling you guys is this movie delivers. Do not listen to assholes who are going to try and make you feel bad. You enjoy this movie and it is a gift. All I could think of the entire time I was watching it was why don't I get this every year? Like I want this to be my Star Wars. I want prequels. I want unnecessary fucking every three years. They're just going to try and cash cow it out. I don't give a fuck. This is what I want. And the fact that they said for the third installment, they want to go deeper into the mythos and the actual backstory of the John wick universe tells me, I'm sorry. Did you say John wick universe? (laughs) How do I give you all of my money? So, Kevin, and before I close this on out, because we do have other stuff to talk about, unfortunately. <laughs> I know. We just have to go. We just have to get right through this stuff. I just, I want to, I want to pay my dues and respects. So when I said, guys, we hit a critical juncture, I don't want to take John Wick 2 back to the red box. I can give you guys this update. Our good friend, Mr. August Benassi, has sent me his digital copy. Wow. What a guy. Stands is, right up and says, there's a friend in need. This is the same type of person that jumps off a ship when you're drowning. <laughs> this is the same. <laughs> now, I didn't listen. I was not putting that status update as a means of getting a free copy of anything. I just thought it was funny because my wife looked at me and she goes, take it back. And I go, I don't want it. She you goes, you have to take back. the movie back. And I go, I really don't want to. And she goes, are you seriously delaying taking it back or if you keep it long enough they give it to you right <laughs> it's like blockbuster that shit won't last kelly <laughs> there's no way so i just i tried i was i was holding out strong and then right as i was taking it back i got this text from august benassi in true august benassi form which was hey you know if you're serious you can, i'll give you my go like my digital copy it's no big deal you can have it it's fine and i was like Mm. Oh yeah, I'll take it. So to August Benassi, <laughs> thank you very much. You didn't have this to do that. There was just no way I was going to turn that down. Yeah, but I will say this, Kev. Thir- we've uh, done thirteen. I'm excited that we did thirteen. I know. So is everyone. By the way, no, no, no. five stars can on I just iTunes. Close it out with the last part that I need to do. Yeah, I, okay. could, I'm not trying to shout us down. No, I, I we can do 25 more on the first one. I mean. I just need to do it before I forget it. When they because... kill her for being for breaking the continental rules, I'm just mm-hmm. like fully erect. It's a great <sighs> movie. Okay, here we go. You know, a lot of people are asking, "Are you back?" And I'm thinking now, yeah, I'm back. That's all I wanted to do. <laughs> I just wanted to do the Keanu voice. I, I can't promise you I won't slip into it a few times during this episode, but okay. I feel better. I do. Thank you, everybody. I appreciate that. Uh, I just want to encourage you all the more to always uh, chat John Wick with us, you know, just anytime. And that goes for the crowd. Five stars. John Wick. Tell us what you think. Who's your favorite cast member? If you were going to team up with a cast member, who would it be? It's a fun game. I was a big Defoe fan. I like the way he stutted out. Now I'm doing it. All right, next topic. You were watching some fights. We're going to get to those because I want to hear 
Live MMA is the best kind of MMA. Local, gritty, flawed, and it's really just local beauty of mixed martial arts. Those are warriors. Those are people that are crazy. We're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk a little Connor versus Floyd, and we're definitely going to talk some Bellator. But first, Holly Holm doesn't like to be taunted or enjoys being taunted because it allows for her to unle- unleash the head kick. Raph, mm. what is is this in uh, if I taunted you? Is there like a better way to end a taunt? I, I can't honestly think of one. <laughs> Well, there's a magic in that Holly Holm has now kicked the shit out of both Ronda Rousey and Beshe Correa, who already had their own war together, but Holly got to have the best fucking laugh at the, both of their expenses. Before I get into saying how good the kick was, I do want to point out that, yes, the head kick did happen, and it was very similar, but... I think the the training camp, her training camp, the uh, Jackson Wink Association, I believe they put up a post, and I think Holly endorsed it, that said, who wore it better? And the wore it better is a still shot of both of them being Rhonda and Besha getting head kicked, which I uncontrollably laughed at. Damn it, internet. Calm down. The internet has got to slow down. The internet is undefeated (laughs) at these memes. (laughs) Between the LeBron memes and then all of these, it's just uh, now that we've got... I did see some Beshkara. I mean, the taunting is beautiful, though. If you haven't seen it, it's a 45-second clip that doesn't take very long. Beshkara is doing that thing that you do when you're young and fast. (laughs) I guess you (laughs) forgot about that part. And she's uh, putting her hands down and, like, taunting Holly Holm. It's like, Holly Holm is not an avoider. <laughs> she's going to fight you? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And uh, then she just gets just upside the head kicked. Can I can I make a little theory here, which is I find it hard to compare her consistently to Javier Bardem from No Country for Old Men. Like, there's a resemblance. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes I think that's that's a little rude. Let's let's get away from doing that. And then she does dumb shit like taunting Holly Holm, and you go, "Well, you got what you deserve." And then I will admit, I look down at those memes for the No Country for Old Men, and I I laughed a few more times because at a certain point, as much as you want to say like, "Hey, internet, take it easy," they're a cute. Oh, she's taunting her. Yeah, she deserves to get a kick in the fucking head. Yeah, all right, we're good here. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy that meme for you. And, and that fight highlight is going to be forever in Holly's. So congrats to her. <laughs> that's that's awesome. And we also got a nice return to the bantamweight division. Uh, more importantly for Holly, it broke a three-loss streak. So she's lost I'm three glad she's got crazy. it. Yeah, because it does. was Misha and then two decisions – uh, to Jermaine Durandy of the Jackson Five, and then <laughs> Valentina Shevenko. So, yeah, there you have it. Not a bad. Uh, Tybora beat Arlovsky, which is yes. kind of uh, interesting. I haven't seen these fights, but I kind of want to see because Dong lost <laughs> to Covington. It's like mm-hmm. I, this is a fight that has some fun people. Uh, Rafael won. Dos Anjos overtook Tariq Safardine. And uh, a plentiful group on the undercard. Bruce Lee Roy got a win. So that's good. Yep. Uh, Sasaki beat Scoggins in a bleach blonde hair contest. And that's uh, that's kind of what we're going to talk about. Raph, I do want to throw in a little jujitsu curveball here at you. Please do. Keenan versus Mateus Denise. Sub only eh, 10 minutes. And then... Uh, points match no advantages. Sub points. Sub points. Yeah, I yeah. It's sub only plus. Sub points. It's all That's inclusive. It sub now. only. Yeah. Well, sub points. Is that a bad? It's it's sub esque. It's mostly submission only, and then it's some not submission only. Submission only and not. You're right. Sub points does sound better. I'll stick with that. 
I'm good. Let's talk a little bit of where you were before we talk a little Bellator, where we talk about where they were. Mm. Where were you this weekend watching live fights in MMA? You sent some close-up pictures. They're always kind of like, oh, fuck, he's like right there, and it looks like a hotel ballroom. <laughs> yes, this time it was actually at the uh, Burbank Marriott over here, uh, right near me. So I love when they're in my neighborhood. But this was the California Extreme Fighting Organization. They got together. They made this idea. They wanted to have an eight-man tournament at 155, and a lot of these guys know each other. So they went out to, like, a breakfast, and they had them draw from a fishbowl or something, but they drew their numbers, and that was going to determine who was fighting who. And uh, a couple of our friends, Dom Clark and Thor Skanky, were involved in it. And then we had some folks who I'm fans of, I just don't know personally, and a lot of those fights delivered, Kevin. How but so? I really oh, – well, um, first of all, like you mentioned, uh, it's a great night of local fights. So there are a lot of people who I walk in being like, oh, I didn't know I actually know this person or they train with all their friends who are my friends. Yeah, you, so, you get around. So it wouldn't yeah. shock me also to all of a sudden be like, hey, did, are you that crazy purple belt for, <laughs> from that <laughs> right. gym? Yeah. And especially when you have one gentleman, uh, I forget his name, but there was one gentleman who started off the night walking out uh, in his gi, and he had a purple belt, and he ended up, I, you know what, I'm very sorry, I'm forgetting his name at the moment, but he ended up submitting Dominic Clark, who is an amazing, amazing practitioner, and uh, he ended up getting a guillotine. But at first, I was kind of like, dude, you're wearing a gi. And you're a purple belt. That's cool. I mean, I'm proud of myself, but like, I don't walk into the office wearing my gi and being like blue belt here, bloop, bloop, bloop. <laughs> but it paid off. You got a great rear, or not a uh, guillotine choke. And, um, that was a good start. So they called this tournament, the King of Cali tournament, which you know how much I love California. I enjoy seeing that kind of branding. Uh, now granted, it also means that we were only going to do part one yesterday night. So the part one is happening. So that was the first round. Uh, and then I think on August 19th, they're going to have round two. So, Kev, I didn't know that this fight was going to make me. I don't I can't really I don't know how to say this. I think this might be one of the best live fights I have ever seen. Ooh, yeah. Look out. And it is. It is between two individuals who I hope you guys really get to to know a little bit better. But I want to start by praising one Rich Leroy. In the first round, here are some notes that I put down. These are legitimate notes I write down. So when I go cover things, I occasionally will try and like jog the memory with some notes. These are exactly my words, okay? Mm-hmm. Here we go. Well, it's entirely nuts. Turner pushes the action, dropping Leroy a couple of times, yet Leroy persists, works his way into Turner's guard, and makes shit happen. Although Leroy can't sleep on Turner, his guard is very difficult to overcome as he has a long leg reach and threatens with some triangles. Now we're into half. Leroy secures mount and seems almost too tired to take full advantage of what's going on here. So I'm going to stop here for a second, Kev, just to give you a quick understanding of what's really happening in case it's not clear here. Um... Rich Leroy, uh, who trains with a lot of my good friends over at Simi Valley for street sports, he walked into this round and he was really just getting demolished in the very first. Like I was concerned for him and I thought they were going to start the fight a couple times, right? So now when I say that he secures Mount, this is like we thought the fight should have been stopped. Like, this has twice. a Rocky-esque be yes. playing behind it where it's like dun 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 yep. and now dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> so now we'll return back to what I'm saying here Leroy begins a vicious set of attacks up top dropping bows and keeping Turner on his back making it so that there's almost a stoppage from that but we go to a second round Ooh. so so it, near stoppages on both sides in the first Yes. I'm going to keep reading what I wrote here because I ah. guess I might as well tell somebody about this. Um, so, again, these are all things that I'm thinking in my head. And I'm trying to, like, watch the action. I'm not even uh, looking 
down at the words. I'm just typing. So if typos and spelling errors are happening, this is what's happening in my brain. And I'm trying my best to absorb all I can. But here we go. Round two. Uh, Leroy takes no time in this opening. It seemed that his corner gave him some major advice, which was to push the action. He comes out like a madman. Now Leroy, dropping vicious strikes from Mount, almost gets bucked off. Now Turner is standing back up. The crowd is on its feet. This is a barn burner, to be sure. I have never typed the words, this is a barn burner. This is a barn burner. In my fucking life. But I (laughs) typed it here. I love it. And when I say the crowd is on its feet, Kevin, I mean the whole crowd is just standing with anticipation because we think a fight can end at any second here. Now I had a nice little media table over to the side. And I was just trying to tell people, hey, down in front. Could you, excuse me. Anybody? Media. Guys. Media table here, please. Excuse me. Um, I'm also important. I would like to see how this fight goes, too. And what they don't know is I have chairs that I can stand on, too, and make things terrible for people to see. But instead, Kev, I get up. Granted, Damn I'm right. still typing as I do this because I'm you know, committed. Sure. So I put this down, and I want to emphasize this point, especially for Leroy. I put wrestler relentlessness what i mean by that is he had a mission where even when it looked like he was absorbing terrible shots and i'm talking even some like elbows to the head as he's going for a single he has that wrestler restlessness of i'm going to finish this takedown or get finished and it was truly something spectacular to behold turner connects at the midway point with a vicious knockdown both guys look severely depleted but we're getting what we paid for here tonight leroy gets back to mount and now people are in my way <laughs> i like the year including the third wall you're like the fight's going on you've got to jab a quick and now some asshole and a shirt is standing in front of me <laughs> i'm gonna uh, disregard the next part because i'm pretty sure i'm talking shit about somebody we know but 10 second clacker you can tell leroy is trying to make turner feel into the next round he's got that look where if this round's gonna go another way then i'm gonna make sure that you carry every bit of my weight and elbows into it so we go to a third. Crowd's still on its feet. Now, Kevin, when I said that the crowd got on their feet in the middle of that last round, they didn't stop. Everybody was still standing. We go to round three, okay? Now, Turner coming out strong to begin the third. He must have gotten this some advice. A, this is tense notes. Like, I'm having a little bit of like, one of the, we're good. Keep going. I, again, I, you have to paint the picture because we I should don't know have warned the audience. The following commentary could could result <laughs> in some very elevated heart rate. People are driving. Listen, guys, it People is it is my right job now. to make you feel what we were feeling there, and I'm doing a All shitty of a job I'm like of it. Ducking from a jab. It's like, <laughs> it is my job, and I'm doing a shitty version of it. But I need you guys to feel what we were feeling, and if you so get the chance to catch this on some sort of CXF feed. I will be the first person to put it up. But until then, you are going to have to use my stupid language and my vague insults to the people who are standing in front of me to carry you through. Round three. Now Turner is coming out strong to begin the third. Gotta wonder what his corner was telling him in between the rounds. He's looking to expose that reach to make things more interesting up top. Leroy now is himself starting to utilize some kicks to try and keep the distance away one has to wonder if rich is feeling the effects of having come back from the dead a couple of times before yes i did allude to him being a bit of a zombie but you had to be there armbar attempt by leroy couldn't have come at a better time he does not finish miraculously but and this is where i just stopped because i i just started to take it all in Leroy gets the stoppage deep into the third. I believe it was 418. The crowd is beside itself. Great fight. This has to be the fight of the night. Finn. Damn. So if you've ever wondered what it is I'm writing when I'm doing reporting, this is what it looks like, guys. And... um. I was astounded. Everybody there said it was the best fight they've ever seen live. And I don't know because I've seen a lot of great fights in my time. And these are fighters who were saying that. So these were people, not just uh, everyday civilians. This wasn't just, you know, your training partners. These were other fighters who fight in the organization itself and for other major notable organizations. Everybody walked out cheering both of those gentlemen. Um, 
I had an opportunity to see Rich after the fight. And he just looked so... He was full of energy still, somehow. But I walked up to him and I said, Rich, I would love to interview you, but it's not going to be tonight. And he was like, cool, whatever, man. I was just like, let's set up an interview time. And uh, he looked like he was in good spirits because today uh, I 100% started following him on Instagram. But um, today he was posing for pictures and being like, I don't look too bad. And he's like doing that thing where he's like showing himself with like (laughs) deep bags (laughs) underneath his eyes and then smiling as he does it. So he looks like a great interview. And because he knows a lot of the people who I have enjoyed training with uh, from See Me at uh, Street Sports, I look forward to getting to talk to him. And again, Kev, yeah, with Jalen uh, Turner, he was amazing as well. It was, I mean, he looked like he could have won that fight twice at the very beginning, but Rich had a, a lot of heart in there, and he made—I mean, both of them made that a spectacular fight. There was no loser to me. I, I thought that was one of those things that you see at this level that you appreciate that you got to solve. And that you are happy that even if the other guy doesn't feel like he got the result he wanted, he should know he brought a fucking war that everybody appreciated. So I have – I think that made my night. I saw a lot of good fights there yesterday. This Some good ass. finishes. But but I was, I was particularly uh, impressed by that fight. So again, if you guys get the opportunity to, I don't know where and when it's going to come up. But if you see it on our page, I will try and emphasize it so that you get the opportunity to to see what uh, a great number of us yesterday at the uh, Burbank Marriott got to see ourselves. But just to reemphasize that fight again, Rich Leeway and Jalen Turner, just amazing. Okay, you heard it. Go check it out. And uh, uh, now I'm interested. Damn, I'm gonna be able to buy this stuff. Get some of these. All right, we're going to switch gears a little bit here and get to some Bellator pay-per-view, Raph. Mm. How much would you pay for this card? Um, oh, you know the card already. We're I do. We're going into it. How much would you pay? Is there an option where they pay me? There, No, I don't think so. But if but you need to go negative, they, I will accept that. Okay. Um, okay, but I, I like to be a good supporter of the arts. <laughs> Obviously, you just railed about local MMA for a solid six minutes. It was beautiful. That's, and John that's Wick. Your... Let's not overlook my contributions to John Wick. No one's overlooking that, at least this week. They better not be. Because I'm thinking I might be back. <laughs> yeah, so, I'd say yeah. I'm back. Yeah, I'd say I'm back. <laughs> and I know Kung Fu. Wait, wrong movie? Shit. What? Sorry, guys. Let's run that one again. Oh, do over. There's so many great lines that he has in this, and he doesn't have that many great lines. <laughs> so think about that for a second. Okay. I would pay $24 for this. <laughs> okay. Well, it's more than that. How much more is it? It's $49.99. <laughs> no. <laughs> You can't pay that. It is. That's just the uh, that just be the cost. So let me get this straight. Yeah, I would be paying fifty dollars. Yep. Or something that started in the UFC for their main event. Mm Hmm. To see the actuality of it years later. When nobody is asked to see it. Now, granted, people will still see it because Bellator has that magic. Bellator is that evil villain in a Marvel movie that somehow transfixes. It's like the Loki of our world where it like uses the scepter to make you think you need to see it. And you're like, why do I need to see this? I need to see this match. Chael versus Wandy. I would watch that. Then you're somehow transfixed. I just don't want to pay for it. So I will maybe watch it or maybe I'm just going to wait for the Instagram highlights. We'll see. Wow. 
Instagram highlights I would pay $6 for. $40.99. Chael Sonnen versus Vandele Silva highlights the fight. 28-15-1 versus 35-12. and 12. Fedor Ivanenko versus Matt Mitrioni. 34-4 and four versus 11-5. and five. How Matt Mitrioni has only fought 16 times doesn't feel right. I got to see his other record. Uh, Douglas Lima versus Lorenz Larkin. So we've got a bright, shining card at UFC's formers. <coughs> Michael Chandler versus Brent Primus. 35 and 12 is what Brent Primus is, by the way. Fuck That's pretty fights. impressive. All right. And then Aaron Pico versus Zach Freeman. Raph, Aaron Pico's record is? Uh, zero. Zero. And zero. So you might say he's undefeated. You could. You could also, if you were paying $50, say, why is this guy leading off the card? Because he kind of looks like Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> I hope that's LaBeouf. the answer. That's the only one I'd accept. This is the one thing is if I were interviewing him, I'd be like, uh, and I'm here with Pico de Gallo. Pico, how are you doing, sir? Pico, talk about your victory out there. <laughs> wait, wait, what? I just, I don't know what to do about this, Kevin. Like I can even there was a time when you and I played the price the Bellator pay per view before and we said thirty five. Now if you noticed, I actually went down to twenty four ninety nine, which is an eleven dollar reduction. You're not wrong. These are some experienced fighters. See how I did that? Am I paying for Fedor's deal? Kinda. Yeah. Sorry. I don't I don't know. Are you are you watching this? Not for fifty bucks. Come mm. on. We tried our best to figure out how we would cover this. Bellator, stay in your lane. Mm. You gotta stay in your lane, don't they? I don't I get that maybe they're trying to, hey, awesome, but is this really gonna make them money over over airing it? How many people do you think are gonna buy this at forty nine? I don't know. 20,000? That's a that's a rough prices right guess. I was going to say 70. I think 70,000. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Um, I'm TV set. The crowd knows. <laughs> Everyone's the world. I was like, <laughs> uh, he guessed. He gets like, no, that's what it is. It just goes, well, Raph usually knows what he's talking about with numbers, but Kevin <laughs> just <laughs> fuck it. 50. To be fair, Kevin is trying to go with the strategy that they do implore on the prices, right? I'm just glad that he didn't say $1 because <laughs> that wouldn't have been an acceptable answer in this format. No. That would not have. Uh, <laughs> it's just but one time. Two people do. are going to buy this fight. I mean, <laughs> surely Lorenz Larkin has some family members <laughs> or some high school friends who are like, yeah, I'm going to buy the fight. There's... Going to be some interesting post highlights, and uh, this card, once again, I'll say the same thing I say whenever this many old faces are looking at me right now. Uh, Chael Vanderlei, Fedor, and Matt. It's like, guys. <laughs> anyway, two of them, oh, they look so, they look like leather. Fedor and Vanderlei might be the same mm. person, just with a different mask on. This is going to be a long road to the fight, is my point. No, can I Can I ask you your opinions, though? I, I'm just tentative. I don't think these are going to be very good fights. Chael and Vanderlei okay. are both five Who to is seven. going to win, though, versus Chael and Vandy? Probably Vandy. Chael doesn't seem to give a shit at all. He lost to dipshit McMoron Tito. Tito? Mm. Yeah. He okay. lost to the path is bright. I shall follow it, moron, Tito Ortiz. Uh, I think Fedor wins. Then I think Lorenz Larkin. Then I think Chandler. Then I think Zach Freeman, based off of his ten times more experience. Dare you? Dare you? Pico de Gallo has a lot of promise for somebody I cannot research, but does still kind of look like Shia LaBeouf. So, so okay. Let me see if I'm I'm picking all this up. Shia LaBeouf might be a good fighter. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> thanks for meeting me there. That's helpful. I didn't really want to take that journey, but I'll take this one. What if... What if Chael wins? Uh, nothing. Okay. I mean, he wins a little bit more, I think. Anyway. What if 
Fedor wins. Cool. Fedor's good at fighting. Okay. So there's no stakes for you personally on any of this? No. Or for, I don't think, anyone else. Okay. I'm just you know, trying to figure out if there's a reason we should be doing this. But or I should pay 50 bucks. But can't do it. Can't do it. Try it. Try? <laughs> I did try. I, listen, that was me trying. I have tried to come up with some sort of formula that would justify $50 here. And I've even, like, if you divide it amongst the fighters, that's, like, what, $5 a fighter? And I would still, like, what, Pico de Gallo's going to get $5 of my fucking money to see him fight? I've never seen him fight. No one has, though, Raph. I mean, I'm sure close friends have. And (laughs) Bellator is this Friday. Wait. Saturday, June 24th. This Saturday, June 24th. (laughs) Madison Square Garden live on pay-per-view and in theaters is what it says. Which is awesome. That means people are going to theaters to watch it. Fuck yeah, you are. I would love to see that. Please, if you go Square Garden, though. Go Bellator. You know what I mean? That's different. That's fine. That's legit. But I want people to send me photos. If you go to a theater to watch this, first of all, ask yourself some serious life I questions. I hope we're wrong, by the way. I hope this gets like 250,000 buys. It will not. But if it did 150, I might be impressed. If it does over 100, that's good for them. But I, I don't think they'd consider that a win. So that is why I put, with the Price is Right rules, 70K is what I'm predicting. I feel that's in within their wheelhouse to get a mm, hundred, but I don't think they'd consider that a win. So them's my estimates, especially at a time and age, Kevin, where we have to save our money. Damn right we have we to do. save our money because the Conor McGregor fight now has some more details. Now you guys may have listened to one of our shows. We did two last week and we didn't know a whole bunch of information. We just knew that Dana White wanted his dick sucked for basically helping to make this fight happen or not <laughs> depending on what, you know, stories you read. Maybe of. he did, maybe he didn't. Well, still he definitely wanted his dick sucked, so there is that. But ticket prices have been announced. Would you like to know some of them, Kevin? Yes, I would. All right, here we go. For 100 thousand dollars fuck sorry go it's okay i just want to start here i fight i fight i fight you will be able to sit ringside (sighs) okay so for the mere price of the future of your life (laughs) now let's say you want to go in section 216 Section 216, as uh, accordance to MMA Imports, the world's most okayest reporting, <laughs> you will have to pay $2,000 in the higher echelon of this arena per ticket. Damn. The floor, it said just floor A, row D, that was for 93000 so that is that is kind of the information of what you are getting there. So, Kev, wow. we still haven't figured out how much this is going to, you know, cost us. No, we have. We not. said, you know, we've heard it's not going to be a hundred dollars. But if Bellator can charge fifty, if I'm Dana, I go back home and go, "Fuck it, it's a <laughs> hundred. What else would he say? By the way, that's amazing. That's he would he probably learned the fuck price. It, he's it's like, all... He okay. just comes back in, he finds out he's like, How much do they charge him for fucking Wandy and Shale? Fifty. Fuck those guys. <laughs> and well though Dana would be the first one to be like, Yeah, it's a billionaire. Can I put this out there for Bellator though? Won't pay Can me. you make it with a coupon? If I have like a coupon, can I get some money off of it? Can we do like a two-for-onesie kind of deal? Can we make somehow this work? I would love for a voucher. I would love to write into my government 
to ask for some sort of assistance in this because I don't feel like paying that. Can I volunteer somewhere? I think that's it. Kevin, let's <laughs> usher a volunteer program for those people who want to watch Bellator. But you just know, don't I mean, have the funds. You know, I'm just I'm not, I'm just not. Uh, I'm happy to help out, Rob. Yeah, all right, let's you. do it. I do want to take us to some Connor and Floyd. Please do more deeply in the fight. It appears to be happening, and outside mm-hmm. of the one hundred thousand dollar price tag, we still don't know how much they're getting paid. How many well, seats? Uh, what's like the? Do we know the cheapest chair? I think the two thousand were the ones I was bringing up. So, if you're if you're going to this fight, you're paying at least four grand. For the tickets, because you're mm-hmm. going to buy two. I mean, mm-hmm. that would be. Do you think people are going stag? <laughs> I would be. Can surprised. you? Do they sell? How do you buy a ticket? I guess. I'm going to step up. <laughs> I think this is would, crazy. Wouldn't that be great though to tell people like, thousand are you going to the fight? Who are you going with? Myself. Really? Yeah. You think yeah. I'm going to pay for somebody Who else? Can afford to go with a date? You greedy fuckholes by the way if you're taking your family of six and you're sitting like mid-tier you're spending 250 grand (laughs) uh well let's do this i yes or last week i put up something that said you know what are your craziest predictions and we went to publish as soon as we could and you guys just demanded to write more so we're gonna read a few of these because you know, if we're anything on this show, we're equitable. We're well. I was gonna say we're good to our fans, but oh, yeah, sure, they're fine. All right, uh, Heather Heather Villata says craziest, like unbelievable. McGregor wins second craziest double KO. Ooh, I like a double KO. <laughs> uh, Chad Mata, people pay to watch it, and then gave the surprised owl face emoji, which. I'm unclear on what that means. <laughs> uh, this is one of my favorites. Uh, so AJ Ernest on my webpage uh, put, hear me out. Randy Orton, sneak RKO's the referee at the same time Mystic Mac gets the KO. But there's no one to count it. Brock Lesnar comes from under the cage and unleashes a suplex city on Mac and takes Money May's unconscious body and covers McGregor. The ref wakes up and counts the pin. Joe Rogan becomes the intercontinental champion of the world. Hashtag nailed it. Wow. Gotta give Thanks, AJ. That's points for that's elaborate. Mm-hmm. I want to go to Paul Takazahulu's. None of mm-hmm. this is real, and we're all experiencing a collective hallucination. <laughs> I really appreciate it. We wake up tomorrow still living in the Stone Age. <laughs> I thought that one was great. We're going to take uh, Der- us in a different direction. <laughs> Derek Bohai said, Sinead O'Connor and Justin Bieber get into a knockdown dragout brawl after the walkouts, which would be amazing. Uh, Jesse Saxon wrote, Connor's huge walkout is interrupted by Floyd, New Jack style, with natural-born killers. Marshall Stamper hits us with, Mayweather gets injured. Nate Diaz steps in and puts out a 12-round boxing clinic. <laughs> I was just sitting over on the fucking side. I didn't know if you guys were in this shit. Did we read last week his response? Uh, Nate Diaz's? Yeah. I'll, I, I'll I read. Yeah, read it. I was like, I'll I don't know. But we talked briefly. He said, uh, he goes, uh, it's like a photo, you know, promoting an event. And he goes, Oh, it's just great that these guys are figuring out who's battling for third place. Perfect. <laughs> That's a perfect idea. So anyway, there's that. Let's read off a couple more. Jesse Saxon, not content on screwing up one status update, wrote, Scott Coker walks out with Floyd. Eric Heath of Jitscript says, it doesn't happen. A lot of you seem to feel that way. Kev? Rob Rooney, it's equal until Dana comes off the top rope and crossbodies Mayweather to save his golden boy, which is another pro wrestling turn. <laughs> That's Absolutely. Good. And I have already uh, done one of those. We'll relink to that video later this week. Brandon Messick says one of them drops out due to injury camp during a few days shy of the scheduled fight. Bet. 
Stefanis Kukis, who might be a Russian fake account, said Connor wins by decision. Think about that, guys. Tyler Yost says Mayweather is going to immediately pull half guard. Oh, that would be if uh, no one said this, but if Mayweather submits Connor, that would be amazing <laughs> in the fight, <laughs> worth every minute of losing. Can I bring this up? This is important to note. There is a stipulation that Conor McGregor will get fined if he elbows or like kind of like grapples or punches and kicks in different ways to no boxing. Oh shit. Yes, is there, that is, is the thing. Does the stipulation go both ways? Uh I don't think so. Uh-oh. But I would <laughs> I would uh, I would venture a bet probably not, but I would love to see that that language. Uh, Tim Beatdown Pharrell says Mayweather participates in Masters Worlds in BJJ just to troll Connor's crossover. Nice. Yeah. Eric Keith also writes Mayweather by heel hook. Kit Canaria says Connor will head kick Mayweather by accident. And Kev, that would cost I- them money. He would cost him money. I mean, again, we had some people. Kenny Jewell last week was uh, citing us as saying that the uh, figures are undisclosed and uh, people were having conversations about this. This is my favorite thing because fans like to say what they think they heard. But what they think they heard is usually jack shit. Like the figures are undisclosed until one of those two idiots gets on a press and actually accidentally start saying it themselves. Because don't be surprised if money figures do get thrown around if someone bruises the other's ego during the press conferences. So there is that. And uh, Kev, do you have any more on your side? Uh, None that we haven't basically covered. Okay. The last one comes from Michael John and says, the undercard features a rematch between Michael Phelps and the Shark. Because that's happening. People were blaming Mayweather and McGregor for the fact that Michael Phelps is going to race a whale or a shark. And you know what, guys? We're not in charge of that. That's swimming's bad, not ours. I wish I were in charge of that, though. I want to be super clear. This is my chance to produce, guys. Let me in this. (laughs) Raph, there was some grappling super fights. We yes. talked about it last week. Nikki Ryan versus Marvin Castile. Nikki Ryan wins via heel hook. Did you see it? I saw not a great video, but I saw what Danaher posted. Okay. It is scary how good he is. But anyone that beats Marvin Castile has my uh, fear. Sure. I just, okay, so this is the only thing I don't get about the John Danaher posts is. This one thing. Now, John has a great way of, of, you know, writing up his things. But he calls at one point in the write-up, he said that Marvin had become somewhat of a grappling expert in, like, the collective consciousness. And it's like, oh, yeah, he had garnered something of a reputation as a leg lock expert. Which, as I read it, even as I say it out loud, I go... That just sounds kind of like a little, little bitchy, <laughs> you know, like it's like when I refer to Kevin on the show as like somewhat of a comedian, people know they're like, oh, shake your they head pick back. up on it and they're just like, oh, Raph's really just being mean to Kevin. Raph, people- let's cheer it up here. No one needs <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I know the wordage when I hear it. So. I just thought for a second, why? Like, obviously, there was some intrigue in seeing the match. And nobody's detracting from uh, Nikki's ability to be this, you know, wonder kid who both Gary and Gordon have gone out of their way of saying, like, he is going to be better than them in a few years. They're both very clear about that. So it's not anything to put Nikki down. I think that kid's super talented. But at the same point, like, Myron's pretty good. Now, is he at their level and everybody's just trying to be the king of the mountain? Yes, he is at their level. Yes. But I'm just saying that's what the writing comes off as. And I'm pretty sure that is what the intent is. So what do I know, though? I mean, if 
they were at our level of understanding communication, Kevin, maybe they would understand our ability to break it down, but I don't know. That's just me saying stuff. They are definitely not at our level communicatively. Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, grad school is helpful for those particular. You got to read. Fine. You do a lot of like, study and bullshit. Be nice if you guys won some championships at talking. Some well, public we'll speaking. Hey, that's heel hook, but we can spell it and use puns is basically <laughs> which is our main defense <laughs> get away i'll do another 10 minutes on john wick i agree it's not helpful in a fight <laughs> go fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> but this is where we are i'm still impressed because anyone that beats Marvin Castile doesn't need the person to beat that guy has some skills raf we've produced a few podcasts this week we're back for Sunday because we had a lot to talk about, a lot surrounding John Wick, a lot surrounding some UFC, and just getting people caught up. What a week, but that's that's going to do it for us tonight. It's time for some shout-outs. Yes. I'll start. It's Father's Day. going to throw a special shout-out to the one, the only, Kevin Douglas Phillips. It's close, but it's Kevin Thomas Phillips. I'm not quite a junior. I'm just very close. Very close to my father. We got him a pizza oven thing Raph, I don't know how to explain it, but it's awesome. It's like a uh, smaller version of a big pizza stone, so they can cook. They were cooking pizzas in about two minutes tonight, which sounded fucking fantastic. Aww. Yeah, I know. I was missing a lot of it. Uh, I also got to. It, it cracked me up is because Jubera still had stuff going on. They had some open mats, and people were doing father son trainings. It's always adorable to see that. And it's, uh, it's just amazing. We always, uh, I was athletically encouraged, so it's good to see fathers continue to make sure that discipline's a part of the next crew. And if you do jujitsu, you should make sure anyone in your life does it, especially if you are their parent, because you get to control them and <clears throat> come on, let's do it. Get them in jujitsu <laughs> early and often, uh, rap. That's going to do it for me. I think some people are reading between the lines on that one and being like, did Kevin advocate violence for children? Yeah, 100%. Okay. It's a tough world. Uh, one of my friends uh, put up a picture of him uh, for, for his Father's Day uh, putting his kid in a camel clutch. And I was like, ruthless. And he's just like, it's not child abuse if it's on the mats. Damn right. <laughs> so there's that. So to you, D, congrats. Um. I'll start here. I want to send some shout outs to a whole bunch of people. Obviously we've had a lot of stuff go on uh, over the past week, but I'll start off with the guys over at the LA Jiu Jitsu club having a great set of training. It is Monday through Friday, 8am to 9am. We have some awesome people coming in, dropping in, doing some all over the place training for whatever reason you guys wanted to train gi on one of the hotter weeks of the year. So you crazies that's fine and then i think it's friday and saturdays it is 6 p.m so yes uh we start off strong that'll be going on all week monday through friday 8 a.m to 9 a.m come by say what's up to us get some good training in then if you guys want to go ahead and sign up for our next tournament our next tournament is going to be going down in san diego so here i can now give you some more details which is on august 12th we are going to have a eight-man invitational and an eight-woman invitational. And I believe we have the eight-man bracket all locked up. So I don't want to say the names just yet, but I will tell you this. If they have competed with us and they did pretty good, you may see them again competing in that eight-man invitational. I'll stop there for that one. And uh, with the eight uh, ladies bracket... We've got some killers in there, and I think we're looking to get a couple more, and then we're going to start making announcements as to who is going to be participating. But I don't think you guys will be too displeased on the names we have ready for you. If you yourself are looking to compete, we have the next day an open invitational, all belts, all ranks, gi and no gi, adults, kids. So if you guys want to go and sign up, you can do that at ussgl.com backslash register. Again, that is ussgl.com backslash register register uh we're keeping the rates real low so it is going to be 50 dollars for adults and then if you want to add on extra divisions or compete in say the absolute for gi or no gi that's going to be 25 dollars per additional division and kids are 40 
$1,000 to participate. So we hope you guys will go ahead and support us. If you also want to volunteer, you can go ahead and check that out on our website. There's a little section that says volunteer because you guys are the people who make this stuff happen on these tournaments. So uh, feel free to look that up. That is also on the ussgl.com website. I want to give a shout out to Valley Martial Arts Center. This week we're going to have – We're going to have our – uh, promotion night so we'll be getting some folks some new i don't know if we're getting belts but i mean i think we're gonna get some some good stripes for some good people who compete and for good people who also uh do a lot of good things for the gym so keep a look out for that uh i want to send a shout out to all the guys and gals who in advance will be getting uh some really really deserved promotion stuffs i also want to send a shout out to john king and all the people over at the cxf or uh california extreme fighting organization among those people i got to hang out with adam woods who's basically doing what i do in interviewing people but worse so it was good to see him and tell him to get out of my way. I also got the opportunity to uh, chat and have some good times with uh, Amy Kaplan, who is one of the photographers for the champions.co. Very good people over there. And so uh, we had the chance to go get some beers and we were hanging out with Benji, who was one of the fighters on the card. And getting to hear his perspectives was amazing. So it was very awesome to meet him. To all the fighters who I got to meet. I hope to interview you guys very soon. Um, I'm looking forward to all of those sorts of things. And to Rich uh, Leroy, I look forward to our conversation because it's going to be a fantastic. And I want to send a shout out to our pals Dominic and Thor. They did not come up with the wins, but they are good people. And uh, one day of losing does not make you not a savage. So keep that in mind, gentlemen. And let's do this. I've got two last things that I want to do before we sign off. The first is a big shout out to a program I got the opportunity to witness, and it's called Neuroboxing. So the basic concept is um, one of my friends, I think it was Thor himself, put up a post that shows that people are using boxing as a form of combating their, uh, their Alzheimer's. And it helps them to steady their hand a little bit, but more so engage part of the brain that is affected by Alzheimer's. And I got the opportunity to do an article for it for uh, the Big Kid Job over at Suited Up Mag. That is Suited Up Magazine. You guys can start looking for my articles on suitedupmag.com. And it was truly uplifting. Now, I sent Kevin a photo. And obviously, it was going to take place in a jiu-jitsu area. Like, we were at a Paragon Academy <laughs> <laughs> and I go, Kevin, I was like, dude, it's really, it was really weird to like show up there and go, oh, where do I need to go check in to see them do this box? Ah, it's definitely going to be in the jujitsu mats. Mm. But it was so oh, nice gosh. to see these people uh, working through their, uh, their Parkinson's by using boxing. And uh, they were so nice to me. I was taking photos and I never try to be too obtrusive. But one of the nicest things one of the gentlemen said after I was taking some photos is they announced me and they said, hey, this guy's been following us around. His name's Raf. He writes for this magazine and he wants to do an article on us. And I just uh, – I joked to them. I said, you know, guys, uh, if I'm being honest, most of your right crosses are better than mine. And they laughed. And at the end of it, one of the gentlemen comes over to me and just goes, hey, thank you for showing up. And I'm like, you shouldn't be thanking me. This is fantastic to see something that's positive. <laughs> and a lot of us know in jiu-jitsu uh, the true effect of jiu-jitsu saved my life. And that goes to all of the arts that we have in our umbrella of mixed martial arts. So it was, it was truly something spectacular. So uh, to Jen and to Josh, thank you so much for allowing me to come and see your guys' program. I look forward to talking about it even more. And uh, you guys will see an article on it very soon. I try to get a little bit of footage as well. So hopefully we'll be able to put that one up. But I just wanted to tell you guys, if you want to find out, it is in Agora Hills. They have programs like this all over the place. So I believe it's through Rocksteady Boxing. If you guys want to look that up, hopefully they have programs near you. If they do not, look into it. Ask how you can become an affiliate because I can tell you firsthand from watching these individuals hit heavy bags and find confidence through doing it. It is amazing. And to see their families uh, going and encouraging them and the way that they make it such an event 
it is, uh, I don't know. I just felt lucky I got to see it. So there's that. And I'm going to end by saying a shout out to my old man. Before I did this podcast, I called him. And uh, we had a nice little chat. And it's funny because my dad was telling me this. He goes, yes, and I was watching golf. And I was watching it. It's on Fox. And, you know, son, I got to tell you, these people at Fox, they're the worst. I was like, oh, no. Why are they the worst, Dad? He goes, because, son, they keep telling me. They're like, okay, if you want to see more golf highlights, go to Fox Sports. I don't know what it is. I'm not going there. But then they show you the clips of them. Like, are these anchor people? They're not anchors. Hosts? I don't know what the fuck they are. But they got these people. And they look like they're in the world's most elaborate, like, elevator waiting room I've ever seen in my life. And when he said that, I about (laughs) just, I passed out because I'm like, yep, it's not going to get any better than that. So my old man, uh, I wanted to tell him, I was like, well, dad, Karen Bryan is kind of the best. And like, she's a friend. And he just went on such a rant. And I just like, let him indulge it and be it and do his thing. And if that doesn't give you a good indication of what my dad is like, I don't know a better way of doing it. But he's a good man. He's a great father. And uh, I feel very fortunate to have him. So if you guys ever like anything that I do, know that is in large part due to that old man being funny and having a great sense of humor. And I guess it kind of explains why sometimes when we see things on Fox, you'll hear me be like, I don't know about this shit. What the hell is this? Just comes. What was Rashad even doing with that tie? Like I'm, I'm slowly turning into my dad, and that's cool. And I think that'll do it for me. That's gonna do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night. And what is this? This looks a terrible set. Who are these people? Anyway, good night. Or good night. I guess when I'm out. is not in service at this time.